in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other once scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And we welcome all of you into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy with me, Tank Spencer, and him, Mr. Jeremy Green. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, live or on demand. Take us with you everywhere you go. You can also see us live each time that we are here in the afternoons in the Ingalls studio on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com. Click on that live video link. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you can get into the chat with us and have a grand old time each and every day here in the Ingalls studio. We are brought to you by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. Also, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Don't forget, you can get that $250 extra. Just on- for telling it, when you go to trade in your car, all yep. you have to do, say I'm a fan of the sports soccer that's where I heard it. They'll give you $250 extra for your car. 629 Brevard Road, Anderson Nissan of Asheville. There you go. Got the big uh, July the 4th. Uh, July 4th always. What, what what is it with that? You used to work in the car business. What is it with July Fourth? That it's always like a big extravaganza with car lines. Well, why wouldn't it be? I'm just it's asking. Always, I I honestly do not know. It's I don't always know a good day to buy a car from okay. Fred Anderson well, well, I, or I mean, sell your yes. car, trade your car, whatever you want to do. Every day is a good day to do that. I didn't know if that was like an inside baseball thing, like that's when new cars come in or what. Well, I didn't know. I sold cars for a very small period of time. I did not get clued into all of the behind baseball things of that. Right. Okay. Uh, all right. I was just just curious. You know, buying a new car is something that I've never done. I've never checked that off of the uh, the adult checklist. Oh, you will be soon enough. And well, I mean, maybe not a new one. New to me. I like I like new to me stuff. Not that big into brand new off the rack stuff. I didn't, you know. But I am cheap. And that leads us into today's 12 Bones question of the day. What do you never buy cheaply? We asked this question over the weekend. We got some good answers. And then, well, things happened and we forgot. And so now that is the 12 Bones question of the day. And to me, there is but one no doubt answer that should everyone should say at some point. Mm-hmm. Toilet paper. You yeah. never oh, yeah. buy cheap toilet paper. Nope. Ever. Nope. There is the Charmin way, and there is the wrong way. That's it. <laughs> Charmin, that's it. That's the only, only brand else. you buy. And nothing. HWA brings anything else home. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, will drink, I will drink a diet right. I will not use any other tissue. Mm-hmm. Diet right, that's your... I don't care. That's your cheap soda? I don't know. I, t- to be honest with you, I am a stereotypical Southerner. They're all Cokes. Yeah. Coke's a Coke. Pepsi's a Coke. This here rain's a Coke. They're all Cokes. Just give me a Coke. 
I'll drink it. I'll be fine. All right, question of the day. What do you never buy cheaply? We'll discuss that throughout the program. Best responses, of course, will be highlighted. And the best response of the day um, will be entered into the drawing on Friday for our 12 Bones Smokehouse and Brewery uh, prize pack of the week. Qualifiers each and every day. Drawings on Friday. Binky Angle was the winner of last week's prize pack the first one going out the door who will be the winner of this week's that is the big question we'll talk some basketball as well we're on the eve of free agency we've got trades going on in the nba your your nuggies made a trade today oh yeah that i was super stoked about the new york knicks also made a trade today and they're that you their should sights. not be stoked about they are setting their sights hard on the free agency pickup of the year we'll talk about <laughs> the uh yeah Jalen Brunson deal coming up later on in the uh, in the program, or at least the offer that's going to be on the table for that. Jeremy heard something very outrageous about the Philadelphia Eagles. Quarterback Mike Florio well. doing things again. <laughs> Love that guy. And with all of the wide receiver contracts being handed out, Terry McLaurin getting his money yesterday from the Washington Commanders. We'll talk about the next wide receivers that are getting ready to get paid. We got to chew on that from Caleb Peak, brought to you by Ingles Supermarkets. Coming up in the 4 o'clock hour, we'll have you just a bit outside. Weird news, Jeremy's going to get mad. All of that, plus, on top of it, we're going to continue our uh, day-by-day, team-by-team previews of the 2022 NFL season. We are now 13 days. I'm going to lose count at some point. But we are now 13 days away, or shows away, excuse me, from the start of NFL training camp. So another doubleheader today of team previews. We'll talk about the Green Bay Packers coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. And And right now, we will give you the preview for... Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Jeremy's 2022 in in Super Bowl champion. See, there's a reason I do that. Yeah, I know. You didn't even get through it once. No. I do it once a day. Well, because I was going to say 2023, but that's just dumb. It's not the 2023 champion. It's the 2022 champion. Played in 2023. They will be the 2023 Super Bowl champions. Stop. That's how that works. Stop that. They're also one of the few teams that I don't see a hole. I look at this entire roster and I see nothing that I could constitute as a whole. I mean, I, I guess I can agree with that. You didn't sound convinced of I that. Mean, I mean, I was trying to think in my head, like, is there is there a major hole on this team? Not that I could think of. Right Defenses, tackle scares me a little bit. Defense is pretty good. The offensive line is okay. I mean... Well, Spencer Brown doesn't do it for you? Uh, no. No, uh-uh. That makes me a little nervous. Daryl Williams not being there. But they do have Roger Saffold mm-hmm. that if it just was an unmitigated disaster, you could kick him out there. I am very excited to see what James Cook looks like in this offense. That was one of the rookies that I told you going into the draft. I was just drunk in love on. Yep. And I think he fits this team really, really well. And... Yeah, I would be remiss if we talked about the Buffalo Bills and I didn't say the name of my favorite as player, at least by comparison to what everybody else thinks of him. Uh, Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis, top 20 wide receiver in the NFL. Stop no that. doubt. Stop that. You could give Book him it. $23 million a year now? Jeez. As long as it's not my money. I'll spend the, <laughs> I'll spend the, the Pagula's money until they run out of it. Right. Just to keep this team together. 
Von Miller, the big uh, offseason pickup for the Buffalo Bills, you know, aside from what they did in the draft. And Roger Saffold coming into the fold as well. Uh, pardon the pun. But this is a team that they they have they have stocked the cupboard. They are ready for a Super Bowl run. They've been in the playoffs. They've been a, I won't say the favorite, but they've been a favorite to make a run at a Super Bowl, but just can't get over that hump in the playoffs. They were they were a coin toss away. Oh, I'm, from I'm not ready to talk about that yet. Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm not ready to talk about that yet. That's <laughs> that's still that still angers me to, to no extreme. Uh, as it does everyone, every Buffalo Bills fan, Josh Allen, every nobody's going to let that go. I had already made, lost a playoff game by a by a coin flip. I had already made plans to be put through a burning table. I was committed, and as somebody that's not super fond of fire, that was a step for me. Well, we still could have done it. No, you saved that for the Super Bowl. Asheville Police Chief David Zach has already said he will be present and accounted for for nice. whatever role he needs for that for this year. Right, right. So the Buffalo Bills' main question of the year is what? I don't think you're going to like it. Okay. My question is, are the Buffalo Bills better than the second-place team in their division by more than any team in this league? And my answer is a vehement yeah yes they are okay to me there's only one actual honest god contender and it's green bay and i'm not super sold on green bay and i'm i I like minnesota a lot i think it's well known i don't love miami i don't love how they spent their money with a rookie coach Mm -hmm. and i don't love Tua tonga vailoa if i had to bet my house on any team to make the playoffs it would be the buffalo bills and i wouldn't think about it twice I don't know what the number is on them to just make the playoffs. If it's less than minus a thousand, you should put anything you can physically afford to to just have it sitting out there until January. You're right, though. I mean, they are head and shoulders above everybody in their division, and it's the only division that's like that. Well, the rest of the division's a joke. I, I mean, I look. I understand Miami's better. What about a joke? It's a joke. It's a joke. You have two of the five worst teams in this conference in your division. They're the that's the other than the AFC South. That's the only conference in football you can say that about. Can't say it about the NFC East. Yeah, I don't think you can say it about the NFC North. I think Detroit's better than that. And, and then you get into well, Miami. The, the, the Miami, what? what about them the only (laughs) thing that i physically see that could stop this team is something happens to josh allen yes i don't even like to speculate about injuries so let's say he gets abducted by aliens now you're in trouble Mm -hmm. that that's not going to be good everything i've heard in the offseason is this offense is actually running better with ken dorsey than it did with brian dayball dayball was a little set in his ways look i'm not saying he's not a good coach and i think he will do good things in new york Mm -hmm. but he was a little set in his ways and there were times that that kind of bore itself out and i've also always thought he got more credit for josh allen's progression than he probably deserved i mean that would be if 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 you had a question about the the nuts and bolts of this team i would think it would have to center around ken dorsey everything else is the same right 
other than the other corner on the opposite side of of Tre'Davious White. The one, the one knock that they got all year long last year was about the running game. Well, they can't run the football. I don't think that's going to be a problem now. I don't think it's going to be a problem either. I am, I am really high on James Cook as the rookie coming in for the Buffalo Bills. I, you know, I, I, I there was a time where I bought into the hype on Devin Singletary. And he hasn't done anything to impress me. I think that job is 100% open. And it is. it wouldn't shock me from day one to see James Cook get the majority of the handle Vegas out of that backfield. I, I think he will, too. Of all the rookies, he is second to Brees Hall in rookie of the year odds. Mm-hmm. That should tell you a lot. And I think he's got a better chance. I don't. I still believe in Michael Carter. I I have nothing, no issue with Michael Carter. Uh, Brees Hall is a different kind of guy. <laughs> He's going to come in and just change things for your your New York Jets. You think? And, and in our YouTube comments, Raider season basically said Ken Dorsey is a first time play caller. That and that, if you have a drawback about this team, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm just not so sure that I care. He has bounced around this league on coaching staffs to the point of. All right, I'll use yesterday's team as an example. You just chalked up everything to, well, Tom Brady will figure it out. Yep. I understand there is a difference between Tom Brady and Josh Allen. I'm fully well aware of that. The playbook didn't change. Josh Allen knows this backwards and forwards, knows everything about it. I think this is the most talented team he has had. And you're not going to have to score a ton. This is the opposite of Tampa Bay, what I said yesterday. You're going to get after quarterbacks to such a point that I don't really care what happens back behind you. Mm-hmm. This is get to the height of a five-step drop, and the ball better come out, or somebody is going to be right in your face. And the more I look at that and look at the division, the schedule looks the same for all four of these teams. I just I don't see anything to be happy about with New England. The Jets are not there yet. That's still a really young team, and I don't really know what they have at quarterback. And then Tua. I think this. I, I see the Buffalo Bills winning six games in this division. That's an immediate six wins. Then I go down the schedule and go. I get to eleven, fast, mm-hmm. and, and feel great about it. This is a team that's been at ten and a half wins at, at a slew of books, and I think that's insane. I know you can't go any higher than that, but okay. This team deserves to be higher than that. Yeah, d- d- despite the hole that you mentioned in the secondary, if there was a possible hole, it would be the other corner across from Tredavious White. Kyer Elam, I wasn't wild about him in the draft process. He, you know, he was a fine I still don't understand why. But- I just don't. I just, I just, I just I, I watched him play at Florida, and I've seen the, you know, the tape running up to the draft, and he's a fine player. Name the other high-end corner that was on that Florida team. Oh, I, I understand. Oh, okay. yeah. He got Just because you're the best, best player shot. for one school doesn't mean you're a great football player. No, what I'm saying is that he got everybody's best shot. Okay. Th- there was no way to just isolate him on an island. What I think he does provide is exactly what Levi Wallace didn't. He can come up and run support because you said the knock was uh, against Buffalo last year was that you couldn't run the ball. Yes. There were times they could not stop the run to save their lives. That New England game where you knew they were running on every single play. Right. And it didn't matter. Right. Kyrie Elam will – I'm not going to tell you he'll fix that. A corner will never fix that. Mm-hmm. But Levi Wallace was basically a liability out there. 
And now you look at the way this all sets up. I like the defense. And we all know how I feel about Josh Allen. Yes. He will be getting a Christmas card from me this year, whether he wants it or not. <laughs> he is your he he is your little NFL boyfriend. And and that's fine. We all fall in love with players and they don't have to play for our teams to fall in love with them. There's just a lot to like about him. And mm-hmm. now you look at it, you go four deep. You have a good tight end in Dawson Knox. I think he's good, not great. A little overvalued last year. Mm-hmm. Not sure that's going to look the same this year with Ken Dorsey. The player that nobody talks about, and I finally heard somebody bring this up, Jamison Crowder. Yes. Jamison Crowder now joins them in the slot. He's taken over that uh, Cole Beasley role, and he's better than Cole Beasley. Exponentially. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Exponentially. Mm-hmm. Cole Beasley's role was uh, we need six yards, you go get seven and fall down. Jamison Crowder can do things with the ball in his hands that I'm not sure Josh Allen's ever had a slot guy that could do that. And that with the deep threat in Gabriel Davis, one of the best all-around receivers in the league in Stephon Diggs, there's just not a lot to shade this team on. And I can't wait for it. <laughs> Jeremy can't wait to be right. It, well, that's what this and is. And that's the thing. Somebody said this yesterday that the the Jets were going to disown me for uh, for my bill my my Bills Mafia fandom. I love being right more than I love breathing. So the fact that I've been on this Bills bandwagon since about the time it was built, because if you remember, there were people that thought Josh Allen didn't belong in this league, mm-hmm. and I yeah, let's bump the brakes on that. Remember that game in Miami? That's more who he is than what you've seen, and now that's where you're at. There are just a lot of ranges of outcome for the Buffalo Bills that even if Josh Allen has a bad game, it doesn't really matter. And I want you to think about this during the break. How many teams can you say that about in the NFL? My quarterback has a bad game, and I'm not in trouble Mm -hmm. among the contenders. Mm -hmm. You're in the Sportocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. More Buffalo Bill Madness coming up next. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. At Ingalls, we know that big dreams don't always make it to the big leagues. But we also know that baseball, it's family. It's about building character. And as sure as there'll be some stumbles on that journey from first to home, we'll be right there cheering you on. This is baseball, and this is who we are. Ingalls, we're with you every step of the way. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy in the Ingalls studio here on ESPN. Asheville, Stephen Tao. He says, uh, if if you're so committed to Gabriel Davis being elite, take him in the second round of your fantasy draft. Don't you threaten me with a good time. Don't you threaten me with a good time. Love Gabriel Davis. Remember we did the league last year, or was that last year or year before last? Maybe it was year before last where you had to take Gardner Minshew number one in the in the draft. Finish second in that league, just you throwing did. that out there. You did. 
you did. Maybe we should throw that on top of this year. You have to draft Gabriel Davis second hmm. in your fantasy draft. Hmm. We'll make you draft Baker. That's Mayfield a lot less one. challenging than Gardner Minshew at one was. <laughs> we'll make you draft uh, Baker Mayfield at one. And then Gabriel oh. Davis at two. Can we stop this narrative of, could he go back to Cleveland? No. No. No, he can't go back to Cleveland. <laughs> I've heard that on every show on any form of media all mm -hmm. day long. Uh, well, you know, we're kind of on this on this topic anyway with the, uh, you know, the, talking about the Buffalo Bills, and it was said before the break, if something happens to your quarterback, what? how many teams actually have a threat beyond that if if the quarterback goes down i mean look at the look at the cleveland browns the cleveland browns well thought to be a super bowl contender or now at least a deep playoff contender mm -hmm. with deshaun watson you may not have him for an entire year mm -hmm. so now you're at best at your best case scenario would be to luck into a playoff spot at the end of the year to win nine scenario. games and maybe everybody else is bad enough in that tier. But, I mean, you can say that about virtually every team in the NFL. Yeah. If something happens to Joe Burrow, what happens to the Cincinnati Bengals? R.I.P. Bengals. Bad, but bad, bad, but bad, bad. Kansas City Chiefs, same thing. Los Angeles Chargers. Mm -hmm. Las Vegas Raiders. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Denver Broncos. And Green Bay Packers. You know you can't say it about? The Buffalo Bills. Really? The defense is going to be so good. Am I telling you they would still be a, a Super Bowl contender? No. No. But they can beat you multiple ways. All right, team we talked about yesterday, Kansas City. Mm -hmm. My big knock was you heap everything on Pat Mahomes. Everything you do rides on him. Yes. And I would argue the three teams, and it's not odd that I like all three of them, the three that could survive that and still be playoff teams in the AFC are the Buffalo Bills, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee specifically, I don't care who the quarterback is. I could care less who your your quarterback could be Tank Spencer. I don't care. <laughs> Can you turn around and hand the ball off? I don't. I don't. Like I need the your job to be very similar to that of a coffee table. As as clumsy as I am. I, oh yeah, you'd fall down. Oh, absolutely. I have literally seen you fall down on air. Yeah, I would trip. I would trip over everyone. It's the R. reason R. we James Cook. It's the reason we simplified this studio. We refer, our insurance bill was entirely too high. That reminds me of the uh, of the time I got in the one time I ever got invited to a road trip with the UNC Asheville basketball team. Yeah, I tripped over and stepped on the uh, Star Center's foot on the bus, and it was like, okay, you're not coming back. You're not allowed. Uh, that big fat kid just uh, just crushed our center's foot oh that, that i don't know what you just said that reminded me of this but i can't believe i haven't told you this yet yeah so the the way this show works is i leave after tank does usually mm -hmm. well that happened yesterday so I, I go to you know do all of the things i have to do before i leave so i get to the door and there is a gaggle of birds around my car <laughs> and when i say a gaggle i'm not being facetious there were a thousand you told me what these what those were Oh, the uh, starlings. The little starlings. Yeah. They were all around my car. And for whatever reason, the second that I touched the door, they all freaked out and flew off. I was one <laughs> misstep away from the worst day of my entire life. That's hilarious. The front of Radio Ranch 
it didn't it did not survive well was that the was that scarier than when you came out and the turkey was threatening you look me and that turkey still don't look each other in the eye (laughs) that turkey sees my car running uh, coming and it just runs away that's hilarious yeah every time the uh so we have we you know our field out back is i mean it's it's prime grounds for a murmuration of starlings and every time they flap their wings when you come out that door he just he has this glow in his eyes like ah! I, I don't like birds okay <laughs> i don't like birds they can fly i can't right I'm not a fan of that right the buffalo bills can they win the super bowl this year absolutely if everybody stays healthy the defense is going to be really good that secondary could be one of the best in the NFL. You have a very high quality I mean, safety tandem. Think about the defense. That, that, I mean, think about the quarterbacks that they play in this division. You got Mac Jones and Tua Tungavailoa. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. They're very yeah. limited. Absolutely. There's, There's only of, one big arm in that in that entire cast of characters that you just said. I'm just not worried about. I would argue there is a better range of outcomes for the Buffalo Bills, no matter what happens, than any other team in the league. Hmm. Food for thought. It's time to get just a bit outside. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Oh, the baseball season's in full swing. And while I did love the fact that... um, the commissioner of baseball got asked whether or not he actually hated baseball. I thought that was great. It was on the front page of ESPN.com. And his reaction was, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Really? Is it though? Uh, The most ridiculous thing I think that has happened all week long in baseball is the, uh, the big dust up, the big brawl that we had between the Seattle Mariners and the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Um, bunch of dudes got suspended over that. Phil Nevin, the, uh, the, the manager of the Angels, he got uh, suspended for like 10 games or something. But I don't want to talk about the guys who got suspended. I want to talk about Archie Bradley. Archie Bradley is a pitcher for the Los Angeles Angels, and he has been placed on the 15-day injured list because he fractured his elbow trying to climb over the railing of the bullpen to get in to, to get into the fracas. Good job. What a moron. I mean, this is, you know, we've seen this time and time again. Weird injuries in baseball are nothing new. Who was it? Was it was it Ronald Acuña? No, it wasn't. It was uh, Ozuna. I think it was Marcel Ozuna for the Braves who punched the the wall in the dugout and broke his hand and missed a couple of months because of it. Now you've got the guy try it. And the video of it is just hilarious because he's standing right next to the opening in the railing. Like you could have easily just walked around that. You don't have to go WWE style. Yeah, this he, is not, Oh, he's got a chair. Yeah, yeah. He full on like tried to do the whole, like uh ultimate warrior slingshot over the top rope thing coming out of the dugout or the bullpen, and then ended up tripping and landing on his elbow, fracturing his elbow. Now he's wound up on the 15-day disabled list, or excuse me, you can't say disabled anymore. Differently 
abled. The injured the, list. That's what, what I thought it was called. <laughs> yeah, the injured list. I'm sorry. I'm still thinking of the the limb difference story that we saw earlier today. Yeah. Archie Bradley, DA of the week in baseball. Is fighting in baseball the stupidest thing we do? Is that the dumbest thing in sports? There I mean, is no more. There is no more is, worthless. Is, Stop! It's on par. They actually throw real punches in hockey. You could hand every player in a baseball fight a pillow, and it wouldn't change anything. <laughs> Let me see you throw a real punch. Then you know what? Maybe we'll talk. Right? Because most of these turn into big. They're just big hugs. It's just a great big hug between like forty of you. Right? Stupid. Usually Tank tells the warm and fuzzy stories, but this one, you know, it hit a little close to home to me, and I'm not going to lie, these are words that I, 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 I'm still dumbfounded by this. If you remember Chris Henry, he was a receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals that unfortunately passed away in 2009 mm -hmm. uh, when he fell off the back of a truck. Mm -hmm. He's 26 years old. Well, he had a couple sons. I did not know this. Do you know who adopted his children? I didn't before I saw this story the other day. It's Adam Pac-Man Jones. Yeah. Adopted his two sons and is now going with one of them, Chris Jr., because he is a high-level 14-year-old high school football player. At 14, he already has offers from his father's alma mater, West Virginia, Country Roads, take me home, to the place I belong, Ohio State, and now Miami. That's how I found this story because they offered Chris Henry Jr. I is it weird that I'm just completely dumbfounded by that? Why are virtually you, every story you've ever heard about Pac-Man Jones is, is not good? Yeah, it's all nefarious stuff. It's all getting in fights in strip clubs and, and that's what yeah, I yeah. think of when I hear of that course. name. Yeah. Apparently, over the last few years, he's just been like Father of the Year. I didn't know this. That's awesome. And good for Pac-Man. They were best friends. They went to West Virginia together and then played for the Bengals together. Mm -hmm. And I was dumbfounded by this story. I don't usually find the Disney fairy tale ending uh, the warm and cuddly, soft and fuzzy stories. So when I find one that <clears throat> has a West Virginia tie, I'm going to tell it. <laughs> so good for Adam Pac-Man Jones. Right. Pac-Man is now the uh, uh, the adoptive father. He is. Chris, Chris Henry's kids. That's awesome. That was such a tragic story. Oh, it is. It's How an long ago has that been? 2009. Wow. That made me feel really old. Man, time flies. Chris Henry and I were very close to the same age. It's the reason, one of several reasons that I remember it. So, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Had, I had big high hopes for him. He was, he was one he was of those very guys. Talented. That, yeah, the first couple of years in the league, I thought he was going to be really He was something very, special. very talented. Absolutely. Um, Let's talk about basketball for a little Ugh. bit because uh, first off we've had a trade we've had a couple of trades today the first that one mean virtually nothing well i mean come on your nuggets got stronger defensively that's all i keep hearing about this, this trade that they made today with the washington wizards where washington gets will barton and monte morris and denver will in return receive KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and Ish Smith, who will set an NBA record if he does suit up for the Denver Nuggets this year. And he's going to. It will be his 13th team in his NBA career. He That's, is two he moves. Is, he's the Kenny Lofton 
of the NBA. He is two moves away from having played for half of the teams in the NBA. That's crazy. Eh. I just I, doesn't do anything for you. No, I don't really like losing Will Barton. I'm a fan of Will Barton. But does it, you're the you're the X's and O's. You're the you're the former AAU coach here. I, I'm Tell, not a fan of Contavious Caldwell Pope. Does I mean does this make them better defensively? It's been the one knock that everybody's had on the Nuggets, and you've said it over and over. We can't defend a desk lamp. No, and here's the thing: my problem with KCP has always been, and will continue to be, he is a three and D wing that doesn't shoot particularly well and i have always thought is overrated defensively mm -hmm. is he better than will barton yes that is not saying a ton it's fine it's just one of those nba moves that you see and go okay did, did, did either one of you celebrate when you made this move did, did you agree and send it in the league office and yeah like start high-fiving each other the nugget woo! the nuggets front office probably did i, I mean they got I to don't. save some money on it and and they're getting ready to, and that's what this was right they're getting ready to give 250 million dollars to nikola Jokic. so yeah they're they're going to be they're going to be in the luxury tax forever right because they've already given big deals to jamal murray and to michael porter jr and now they're getting ready to give an Gordon, NBA too. record contract supermax deal to the two-time MVP. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it because I think he does. Absolutely does. But that's a lot to have tied up into just three players. So this was a... You're forgetting Aaron Gordon, too, who is uh, right. also on quite a sizable deal. That is true. But, le I mean, this was let's save some money where we can. I think they're already like $20 million over the luxury tax for next year it's a lot. something like that so let's save some money we can get better defensively and move on from these larger contracts and i would be remiss if i didn't point this out do you happen to know who owns my 2023 nba champion denver nuggets the walmart family nope stan Kroenke. Oh, yeah. The Owner of the like Colorado Avalanche and the LA Rams. I'm not saying, you know, it's just, I'm just saying that it, it feels like. Excuse me. The guy who married into the Walmart family. It feels like the year of Cronky uh, tubes. I was just saying. <laughs> After the Rams. We were hurt last year. So mm -hmm. this year, we, we will be fine. This year, this year, you think Michael Porter's actually going to be healthy? If we just it's like Beetlejuice, just don't say it three times. I just don't say healthy and Michael Porter's name in the same sentence three times. It's 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 a bad idea. The New York Knicks made another trade today. We talked about after the NBA draft, what the uh, trade that they made where they got rid of Kimball Walker, um, they got rid of their draft, their lottery pick, and they got nothing in return. Future pick. They have seventeen draft picks in the next seven drafts. Woo. Yeah, that's. I'm glad you responded to that the same way I did because it was in every AP article about this that I read. Yeah, like they have a lot yay. of draft picks. Yeah, because the Knicks have done that well. Yeah, because you're the the Oklahoma City Thunder. Congratulations. Oh no, the Thunder draft exponentially better than the Knicks. Do. Oh, I get it, but but I'm just making the point that just because you have a whole bunch of draft picks doesn't mean that you're good. Oh no, this team's far from good. And they're getting ready to make that very same mistake that I told you about. The Knicks have traded Nerlens Noel and Alec Burks, two of the guys that they signed last year, just before, you know, in the offseason process, 
to the Detroit Pistons so they can clear up money to reportedly offer Jalen Brunson a four-year, $111 million contract? Four years, $111 million for Jalen Brunson. I'm trying to figure out who thinks this is a good idea. Like, who honestly... It's obviously Leon Rose. Before this year, he had never averaged more than 13 points in a game. Mm-mm. And look, but, I get it. He's a talented player. We've never had a problem with that. And I fully understand why he's doing this. Oh, this yeah. is one of those times I have no qualm with the player taking the money. As if you're Jalen Brunson, is he one of the 30 best point guards in the league? No. I vehemently disagree with you. Oh, you said point guards. I thought you is said one players. Of, no, is he one of the 30 best point guards <laughs> oh, in the sure. NBA? So he should have his own team where he can be the playmaker. I get it. Your dad's a coach on the team. You have a massive family affiliation here. Leon Rose's first client was your father. Yeah. I understand why you're doing this. Yeah. And he's from, what does it do? He's from New Jersey, probably grew up a Knicks fan. I, I get all of that, and that's fine. I just don't understand what this is supposed to do. Like, like, what do you think happens now? Jalen Brunson and R.J. Barrett take over the East? Mm-hmm. Stop. <laughs> That's the hope, anyway. It's got to be. Look in your own division. You're the worst team in the Atlantic, and there's virtually nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. The five teams in the division are the Nets, who, whatever happens, they're still going to have some form of superstar on that team. The Celtics that were just in the finals. The 76ers that I think were the best team in the East all year long, Mm -hmm. it just unraveled towards the end, and the Toronto Raptors. Congratulations. You got a little closer to the Raptors. Woo. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just mind-boggling to me. It's the same teams over and over again. We talked about this last week. In sports, I feel like it's just a a spinning record. Give it time. It's going to come back around. They're going to do the exact same thing all over again. Mm Mm-hmm. And now you look at this team, you're going to have Jalen Brunson with Evan Fournier, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and Mitchell Robinson. Yippee. Have two games ever swayed people's opinions more than the two the, than the first two games of, I guess, I guess it was the semifinals in the Western Conference, where Jalen Brunson scored, what was it, 46 and 24 i think in the in in games one and two he, he was respected well before that but i'm saying to but it was level? never to, he turned down 55 million dollars from, from everything i've ever been told he and dorian finney smith were offered the same deal in january and he said no mm-hmm. i want you to think about what i just said they offered the same deal a guy that's been in the building for many years now they offered him the same deal they gave Dorian Finney-Smith, who, oh, by the way, if you don't know who that is, he can't shoot. And, and that's not like me being spicy. He will tell you he cannot shoot. You offered him the same deal. Mm-hmm. And and now you're and now we're – I don't get the point of it. You bring the guy home. Okay, yeah, that's going to last for an hour. Mm-hmm. How many times have you done this before? And now I'm supposed to feel warm and fuzzy because you've cleared money for the umpteenth time? No. 
you're the same loser franchise that you have been forever. The New York Knicks are the loser brother of the NBA. Even when they get a job, you go, you're going to get fired. Yep. You're going to oversleep. You're not going to make it on time, and they're going <laughs> to fire you. Right. We all know how this story ends. This story ends with the New York Knicks disappointing once again. And guess what? We're going to have just in perpetuity ticked off Spike Lee at every game. You're going to have Stephen A. Smith crying on his show on ESPN TV every day oh, and I get about it. the New York Knicks. I, and I understand why. Stephen A. feels about the New York Knicks the way I feel about the New York Jets. Sure. And this is like Charlie Brown getting the football pulled out from underneath him every single year. It's just, it's just baffling to me why why can't you figure it out? Is it all does it all go back to James Dolan? Does it all go back to the ownership? Because no matter what concoction of dudes they have thrown at this organization, I mean, you even brought in Phil Jackson at one point and he couldn't fix it. But you brought him in to be a personnel guy. You brought, yeah, you got Phil. He never coached one game for no. you. But you would think some of that would rub off. I mean, Pat Riley does the damn good job for Miami. Yeah, but Pat Riley had more say in personnel back long ago. Pat Riley's a little different animal. I, it's just what the Knicks do. This is who you are as a franchise. And now you asked, why does this happen? Because the the entire franchise is inept. And you have a slew of things that work against you. First of all, trying to recruit millionaires to New York, difficult proposition. Mm -hmm. Because you are taxed to death. Mm -hmm. So I can go to New York where it's cold. The media is everywhere. They examine everything I do. I'm on the back page of the Times because I went to dinner with my wife. Or I can go to Texas or Florida where I pay zero state income tax and nobody cares what I do. Which one of those sounds more alluring to you? The problem with the Knicks is that everybody sees them as you have all of these benefits that should make this easier. And, and maybe it's because I've done the New York thing for way too long. No, that's not the case. You actually have a lot of detriments that you have to overcome. You have to be better than everybody else. It's the reason the Mets have been a disaster for 40 years. And I think that's starting to come around with, with Cohen as the owner because he has a limitless pocketbook. Mm -hmm. we, you don't have the option to do that in the NBA. You can't overpay guys. You're capped on what you can do. And you can't draft anybody. I am convinced you could give them the answers to the test and they would screw it up. They would read which question it was wrong. And they'd go down the Scantron one question off the whole way down. <laughs> I mean, eventually you're going to get one or two of them, right? Surely. They're just losers. Mm -hmm. it, it's what they are. They are losers. And this is the way it's been forever in New York sports. No matter how good it has ever gotten for the smart team. Now, there's not really a smart team in basketball, but every other sport has a smart team. The Giants have been historically smart. The Jets are inept. The Rangers... I guess are the better of the two. I mean, the island, the Islanders were bought by a guy that didn't have any money. So I'm going to steer towards, I think it's the Rangers. They've had good runs. The Yankees have had good runs. The Mets and the Islanders are a disaster. Mm -hmm. Same thing falls in here. And it plays in solely because you have these gross disadvantages that you have to overcome. At this point in time, think about how many different media forms there are. 
the New York media was always a nightmare. Yes. I've commented on that since I started doing this show mm-hmm. of, I, I think New York media would make me pull my hair out. Now you have podcasts and, and where are a ton of them centered? I did just a precursory search of this. Do you know how many podcasts there are about the Colorado avalanche? Two. It's less than a hundred. It's more than you would think, but it's less than 100. Okay. There are over 5,000 about the New York Knicks. Are there really? Now, some of them have one episode, but still, you're just under a microscope forever, and you look around and go, there's no leadership here at all, Mm -hmm. and the stink of this will never come off of me. Name a player that's ever gone to New York, gone somewhere else, and it didn't linger with them. It's like the Bermuda Triangle of talent. And why am I shocked that you're doing it again? Yeah. Clearing up $19 million with the trade of Nerlens Noel and Alec Burks to the Detroit Pistons. And that now gives them $30 million a year that they can offer to Jalen Brunson, which they apparently intend to do with a four-year $111 million contract. And he will take it and run run away laughing aggressively. As he should. No doubt. Yeah. Because still, I still get to be star basketball player, or at least second star basketball player, on one of the biggest names. Oh, he'll be a star. That entire offense will run through him. And it will make them better, just not by $111 million worth. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times. And that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. The sports aquacy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. Yes, the uh, NBA free agency period. What officially opens up tomorrow afternoon? Is that correct? Right? Yeah, tomorrow at like four or something. The, the bigger thing's not going to be free agents. It's going to be trade guys, and there are a couple of them out there. Uh, Deontay Murray. I, I do look for him probably to move somewhere. I have a weird feeling it's Atlanta. Somebody's offering three ones and a young player for Deontay Murray. Really? And I have a funny feeling it's the Atlanta Hawks. So it would be John and you, Collins and three ones? No. They don't want John Collins. Really? No, it's a Conquo, the the first round, the lottery pick from last year that they're after. Oh. As soon as I read that, I went, yep, that lines up to something I've already heard. So probably that. A Conquo. A Cora? No, a no. Cora plays for uh, oh. the Magic. Okay. I'm the, uh, anyhow it's neither here nor there we'll 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 talk about the news in the nba free agency period trades and such that could happen uh coming up as it unfolds 
there are only a couple of teams that actually have and big they're all money. teams you don't care about no the, san the antonio Pacers. yeah Woo-hoo. san antonio orlando indiana the new york knicks there is one though i mean the memphis grizzlies depending on who they lose in free agency or to free agency they could have some money to make a big and movie. nobody to spend it on they're gonna they're, they're gonna try to bring back tyus jones and they're gonna try to bring back kyle anderson mm-hmm. it's just what they should do i mean the big biggest name in free agency this year is zach levine that's that would be the one I mean, and if anybody's going to move, it's going to be sign and trade and mm-hmm. get gross. And I don't think anybody's going to move of any real stature. Right. You're going to see guys get money that they shouldn't because that's what NBA free agency is. Hey, we have cap space. Somebody please come take it. That's why the Detroit Pistons just gave up $19 million in cap space for Nerlens Noel and Alec Burks. <laughs> But there could be some other names on the move. DeAndre Ayton, it's been rumored that there could be moves with the Utah Jazz to split up Rudy Gobert and uh, and Donovan Mitchell. That one's not with the Jazz. Utah's problem is they don't want to spend big on a big, and neither does Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So it, the one to watch out, and I don't understand this, but the betting line has moved aggressively. The favorite to land DeAndre Ayton is the Brooklyn Nets. Really? And I have no clue how that would happen. But you tend to, if you look to Vegas, you tend to be right more often than you're not. The PhD weight loss program has done me wonders since Thanksgiving. 30 weeks, I have lost over 77 pounds. I look like a completely different person, uh, you know, showing around some pictures of the before and after on my Facebook page the other day. It is night and day. I can't believe I look the way I look today. And honestly, I can't believe the way that I feel. I feel so much younger than the 40 I'm getting ready to turn in just under a month. The feel is the difference for me. I don't look all that different. Solely because I was never grossly overweight. I was always just a little chunky. But what has changed in my weight loss journey is that now i can walk golf courses i'm sleeping better and that nagging back pain has gone away and it's all thanks to the program and food at phd weight loss dr ashley lucas has the plan to help you turn around your life and uh hopefully get rid of that weight problem once and for all go to myphdweightloss.com today myphdweightloss.com phd weight loss the official weight loss program of the clemson tigers and their fans He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome back into the Ingalls studio here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400 second hour of the program. And we are just a few days away, Jeremy, from having a third hour of the program as, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you asked for it, we delivered, and we are now going to be a three hour show here on ESPN Asheville starting next Tuesday. And we've got some pretty cool uh, new little new little concepts that'll come along with that. That's right. We go from three to six, starting on July the fifth. So you can look forward 
to that. We are always in the Ingles studio. Brought to you by Ingles Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. Also, Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville. Just special deal just for you. You can go in and $250 on top of uh, what your car is worth just for mentioning us. Just for saying we Fred Anderson Nissan on your trade-in. That's a friend. Uh, That is a friend. And they will just, here. And, and, And I asked the important question at the top of the program to Jeremy, who used to be in the car business, why is it that July 4th is a big car sales day and I got nothing from you? We had to go to the YouTube comments. Stephen Tallis said, duh, everybody's off. That's why they, That's why July 4th is a big deal. Oh, that's a good point. Because everybody's off and they could go car shopping. So thank that's you, Stephen Tallis, for explaining that <laughs> to the idiot that is me. Uh, we, uh, we are going to continue our team-by-team previews of uh, NFL training camp each and every day, doing an AFC team and an NFC team. We did the AFC team in the 3 o'clock hour with the Buffalo Bills. Next, we'll talk about the Green Bay Packers. We still got to get into the Jalen Hurts situation because contract talks are coming up or there's rumors going around about the kind of money that he might get. So the question is going to be asked, what is Jalen Hurts worth? We'll also talk about wide receivers that are getting ready to get paid. Uh, I feel like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson saw the news of yesterday and went, quarter of a billion that's Uh, where we start yep yeah if terry mclaurin gets 23 million dollars a year then i'm gonna need uh 35 one billion dollars that's where (laughs) that's where it starts i mean tyreek hill broke the record earlier this this offseason with the 30 million dollar deal per year with the miami dolphins the the next guys in line it could get kind of crazy we'll have your weird news chew on that with caleb peak brought to you by ingles supermarkets coming up later on in the hour as well i have a phenomenally horrible weird news story phenomenally horrible that i'm going to try to not laugh through because it is absolutely dumbfounding to me uh and uh everything else that comes with the sportocracy here over the next uh next hour green bay packers obviously we don't have the aaron Rodgers questions floating around like we have in the past two off seasons we know aaron Rodgers is in town he is going to be there he's already been to the mandatory mini camp so that's not a problem he's digging everything about uh his relationship right now with the team with the uh with the organization front office all of that i don't doesn't really it feel great why. to not have to talk about aaron Rodgers and uh, and where is is it time for retirement? You can leave Green Bay. I would a hundred, a hundred percent more love to talk about Aaron Rodgers and will he come back to play than Baker Mayfield, exactly. Deshaun Watson, Jimmy Garoppolo, live golf. Uh, I could keep doing Kyrie this. Irving. Yeah, yeah. This has been the summer of repetitive motion. Absolutely. But Aaron Rodgers, he's he's happy for some reason. I, I really don't understand why, because the 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 tumult of the past off season says usually centered around I don't have enough help. I am the you know three time MVP, four time MVP now I guess, and I don't have enough help. Well, they just shipped Devonte Adams to the Las Vegas Raiders, and congratulations, here's your wide receiver core. Welcome to the New England Patriots of the Tom Brady years. 
minus the Randy Moss year. And here's my argument. I could argue this is the best receiving core he's ever had. From top to bottom? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. They go seven deep of guys I really like. They're going to try to hide somebody really like. Really like. They're going to try to hide somebody on the practice squad okay. that I like. Is Alan Lazard part of that group? Then you're drunk. Well, it's not. I mean, he's a three. How many threes in the NFL can you name that are better than Alan Lazard? Alan Lazard's the three? Mm-hmm. He's the one to me. You're out of your mind. You're out Who, is of it Christian your, Watson? Uh, it's either Christian Watson or Sammy Watkins. In two receiver sets, those will be the two that, that play the most. Oh now, invariably, Sammy Watkins is going to get a hangnail in about week three. Then now we can talk more about Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. See, you haven't mentioned a name yet that I would imagine that you would be wild over. Which is? Uh, oh, Randall oh, Cobb, oh. Alan Lazard, oh, you Sammy said Watkins. That, you said that in a funny way. <laughs> it's just depth. I think one to seven, you're better than a lot of teams. Now, you're young, Mm -hmm. but there is a lot of talent in this receiving core. You don't have a one. I don't really know that I care. You have Sammy Watkins that can stretch the the defense laterally. Mm -hmm. I do like Christian Watson in spite of the fact that you're going to have to manufacture the touches because he's not initially going to be a great route runner. Mm -hmm. And that's been the one – that was the one knock of practice – I know we're still we're just talking about practice, but the OTAs and such, I, there have not been glowing reviews on Christian Watson's ability to catch the football. The, well, he oh, had congratulations! Some, he you had went some out and drafted uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling again. Good, good job. Oh no, there's a huge difference there. <laughs> he had some drop problems, but I just look at it and go, "This team's deep. This team's deep with a good running back core. Yeah, you've got. I would argue you got the best one-two punch in the league." Yes, better than Cleveland. Mm. Here's the problem. Cleveland's going to see eight in the box. You feel good about putting eight in the box against Aaron Rodgers? No, I didn't think so. No, no, you don't. But, uh, I mean, I would go Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt over. Kareem Hunt is the greatest Sasquatch in the history of time when it comes to you. To listen to you talk, he's Barry Sanders. I love him. He's touched the ball less than 200 times in two years. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's fine. He's talented. Ooh, I'd rather have AJ Dillon. It's when not he, really all that close. But when he was the star in Kansas City, he was a star. That was a long time ago. Yeah, you give him the ability to do that again. They, 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 that's not the game plan and in yet, Cleveland. And yet, that's and it's never happened. It's no, never it's happened. never happened because Nick Chubb's there. And even when Nick Chubb got hurt, Kareem Hunt got hurt too. And then and there's then it was an L- the Dearness Johnson show. And then there's the element of, look what's on the other side. On the defense? The defense is going to be really good. You get no qualms from me on that one. Kenny Clark on the on the defensive line, he he's the star to me. Just on the line. I, it's just very talented. You look across the 11 starters on this team and find me the deficiency. Mm-hmm. Quay Walker, the first round pick, because that's probably the biggest deficiency you have. Sure. It's just very talented. It's very multiple. I don't think you're going to have to outshoot people. Savage, Darnell Savage. Savage is really rangy. He's just not, he's not what people make him out to be. 
He's very athletic, hyper-athletic. He's just not this single high safety he's made out to be. That That's always been my qualm with him. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've kind of soured the well with you on Darnell Savage. Maybe you have. You you do throw a lot of shade at Darnell Savage, and or you did during the draft coverage that we well, did. Well, and that's because there was you know a safety named Lewis Sin that I thought would look really good back behind Adrian Amos, but mm-hmm. didn't go that way. I now just this, I don't see many flaws. Yeah, this defense is going to be really good. I'm not trying to knock the running back tandem. So now here's my They're question. Too. And, and I'm really glad we did these teams in this order. You looked at me like I had three heads when I said, I don't love this Kansas City team, and I can make an argument of all the other things I said yesterday. What is the difference? What is the difference between the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs? Hmm. they're all packer beneficial at least in my opinion i mean green bay's got a running game yeah Uh, but markedly better Uh, absolutely i think the line is markedly better if it's healthy the one advantage kansas city has they have travis kelsey to my robert tonyan Mm -hmm. i'm not calling him tonyan until he changes (laughs) that o to a u uh the defense is markedly better for Mm -hmm. the green bay packers and yet, yeah. for some reason, all I hear is, well, Green Bay's probably not going to be as good. I, j- j-. Have you looked at this schedule? The schedule is disgustingly easy. They will walk to 12 wins, and I don't care if they have three receivers. They have 10 thumbs. Right. I don't care. It doesn't matter. And I don't get it. Now, do I think this team can win a Super Bowl? Ah, things are going to have to break your way. Mm-hmm. They're only three teams in this league that i feel really good you could just a game versus a game you're going to win a super bowl Mm -hmm. every other team in the league is going to need a break green bay falls into that and i think they're a very high side of that i don't ever sell aaron Rodgers short and you shouldn't and the fact that he doesn't have the primo weapon in Devontae adams anymore it is concerning but to me, it's not overly concerning. Like this doesn't be. this doesn't turn from you know one of the best teams in the NFC to also ran because Devontae Adams is gone. As long as you have Aaron Rodgers, we have we have seen him do this time and time again. Of maybe the weapons aren't as great as you thought they were. You remember the Jordy Nelson years? Remember how great Jordy Nelson was in Green Bay? Aaron Rodgers was the reason for that. And there's another food for thought here. The three best corners that Green Bay plays against are all week eight or later. Okay. The first seven weeks of the season, the best corner they're going to see is probably Ahmad Sauce Gardner. That's probably the best corner they're going to see. Does Aaron legitimately have a shot at three straight MVPs? No, but it has nothing to do with him. They'll never allow a guy to win three in a row. Then again, I said the same thing about two in a row. I don't know that his stats would ever would 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 be as close. Oh, he's going to have it, this. Will so? be a dumb dumb year. Okay, I think he'll be right in line with what he's done before. It's just going to be spread out more, mm-hmm. and there might invariably the interceptions are going to go up. Your receiving core gets younger. That is the number one thing that happens. Interceptions go up. You have uh, carrying balls. Guys run the wrong route. Hits him in the hands. Bounces up in the air it's not on you you didn't do anything wrong uh in the youtube comments somebody asked why have they not pursued odell beckham jr they have 
That that call has long been made. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't get a lot of response there. I, now I can't tell you why. I know he was very close when the the offer was made of he could go to L.A., he could go to Green Bay. Those were the two finalists, and it was, from everything I've heard, a lot closer than people have said. Yeah. The defense is going to be shut down. The offense, I feel like it will be limited to some degree because of the, the, because of the absence of a superstar wide receiver. But I don't really care that much. Just like I didn't care that much when Tom Brady was winning all the Super Bowls in New England. Great quarterbacks still make, you know, was it, you know, chicken salad out of stuff. Out of that stuff that I almost got hit with when I walked out <laughs> the door yesterday. With all the birds in the parking lot. Yeah. I, but Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys. He's just, there are some quarterbacks throughout the pantheon of time have been able to uh, make the most out of limited weapons. Tom Brady's one. Somebody mentioned it in the comments. I think it was Stephen Tao. Dan Marino. Dan Marino played with a a, a slew of less than ideal receivers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say something that's not going to be overly popular. Jordy Nelson was never crazy talented. No. He was a great route runner. Yes. He had great hands. Mm-hmm. You, you do realize that James Jones was a, a the number one receiver on this team at a point, and they won 10 games. Uh-huh. There was a lot of Randall Cobb and – Greg Jennings, who, yeah, he was fine. Mm -hmm. Nothing to write home about. They were talented. Aaron Rodgers made them better than they are. This team is grossly talented at receiver. It's young. It's going to have to develop. But the schedule is, as I said, the schedule is very beneficial of you're going to, in my opinion, see one of these young guys distance themselves. Now, whether it's Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, Samari Torre, I have no idea. I don't know. Even Amari Rodgers getting more playing time this year? For whatever reason, that's the one I don't like. Okay. I I got asked that earlier. Why have you said every receiver on this team but that one? Because this is the one I don't like. Mm -hmm. I mean, and he has a role. I think he'll be a gadget guy. But there's a lot of multiple pieces. Amari Rodgers can take snaps out of the backfield. Christian Watson can take snaps out of the backfield. Randall Cobb can take snaps out of the backfield. What that tells me is I think you're going to see more of that pre-snap motion I've got Aaron Rodgers who knows what you're doing before you do it. And we're going to scheme these guys open as opposed to just Jimmy's and Joe's. I beat you one-on-one. Mm-hmm. As long as I got Aaron Rodgers, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I don't care how you get open. Just get the ball in their hand with a chance to make a play. A.J. Dillon, the power back. You got uh, Aaron Jones who is just, I mean, he's he's a do-it-all. Catches more passes than any other running back in the NFL. Over the last few years, his averages are crazy. I think he averages like 60 yards a game receiving. Six catches a game. That's insane. I'll tell you another another stat that's insane. Do you know how many more touches Aaron Jones had last year than A.J. Dillon? Four. Uh, you were uh, too high. <laughs> it was a uh, touch. <laughs> I knew it was really similar. Now, granted, he did miss two games. Mm-hmm. But still, th- this is a 50-50 split backfield. And I, if you remember when A.J. Dillon came into this league, I told you, this kid is a freak athlete. You did. And now I'm looking at it going, I don't see the deficiency. If you're ba- – I'll go one step further. 
if your biggest deficiency is you don't have the guy at receiver that you're paying 11 jillion dollars i'm fine with that Mm mm-hmm that is borderline the same, the equivalent of saying, well, our punter's not very good. I, and I swear to you, I mean that. I, I don't feel drastically better about, I was going to say the Miami Dolphins, but I don't want to keep throwing shade at them. I don't feel drastically better about the Dallas Cowboys receiving core than I do the Packers. Really? I don't. Because of who the quarterback is. No. I'd take the quarterback out of it. I don't see that big of a difference between CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and James Washington, assuming health, Mm -hmm. to Alan Lazard, Christian Watson, Sammy Watkins. I don't see that big of a difference. Then you add in the quarterback, and uh, it's going to look strikingly similar. Yeah, the quarterback would be the only... The the only thing in that that makes that even relatively close for me, C.D. Lamb is more talented than all of the Green Bay receivers. Put as together. a two, as a two, you've only seen him play as a two. You don't think he's I can nitpick every one? receiving core in this league outside mm-hmm. of three? But you don't think he's a legit number one? I didn't say he wasn't a legit one. You said I you said I can nitpick it. this to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never seen him get number one coverage. This year he gets James Bradbury or Darius Slay against the Eagles, whichever one they feel better about. Mm-hmm. On and on down the line. I'm I'm just telling you, everybody jumps up a peg and everybody just thinks, oh, it's going to be equally good. Eh, not necessarily. In Green Bay, probably nobody goes over 750 yards receiving, but you could have five or six guys that are over 400. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Especially when I have one of the smartest quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, I think it was Sports Illustrated uh, a couple of weeks ago. They did their big 100 days, 100 bold predictions for the 100 days leading up to the NFL season. And I think their number two prediction was that the Buffalo Bills would beat the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl this year. Just interesting. I'm I'm not averse to that. Just interesting to me that those are the two teams that we ended up doing today. And ending this out, I'm going to use an old George Carlin line. Never been with a 10, but I have been with five twos. If you do the math, that counts. That's the Green Bay Packers in a nutshell. Yep. Yep. That is definitely that wide receiver room. No doubt about it. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Uh, So we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, and we all know what he's worth. $200 million deal. We didn't really bat an eye when we saw that figure come out for Aaron Rodgers. What's Jalen Hurts worth, though? We'll talk about that up next. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Fans of the sportsocracy, it's time for the 4th of July summer sales event at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Great prices on new and 
and used vehicles, and they're paying top dollar for your trade. Our friends at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville are paying an extra $250 for your used vehicle just to show their love for fans of our show. Mention this ad and tell them the Sportsocracy sent you. Visit them online at AndersonNissan.com at their 629 Brevard Road location or give them a call 365-1663. The Sportsocracy. Let's open up the whole can of kick ass and kill them all. Let the paramedics sort them out. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias. Go to thesportsocracy.com. Don't forget to click on the live video link in the middle of the uh, of the show page there. Follow us on to YouTube. Subscribe to the channel there. Get into the chat with us. With quarterbacks making all the money in the world. I mean, now you have, what? You got Well, you got two $50 million quarterbacks on average with Aaron Rodgers and the Patrick Mahomes deal as well. Now you've got Deshaun Watson with the what is it, $46 million a year that his uh, $230 million guaranteed contract with the Cleveland Browns gave him. You've got a lot of money flowing to quarterbacks. The most important position in all of sports, not even questionable, not even debatable. Now, there has been a talk. or I, So, on Philadelphia radio... Elliot Shore Parks. Mm-hmm, he, uh, he went on to his radio show and made a prediction that Jalen Hurts is going to get a massive payday from the Philadelphia Eagles after this season. In the range of 35 to $40 million. Please do that. Please do that. I, I'm going to, and of course, Mike Florio was the one that put this out because of course he did. I, I'm going to say this as clearly as I can. There is a better shot that the Philadelphia Eagles accidentally transfer $40 million to me <laughs> than they give $40 million to Jalen Hurts. I, I can't believe that there would be a team that would do something that stupid, but I've been proved wrong before, so... I have said that this is the make-or-break year for him, whether he will even be the starting quarterback next year, let alone talking about an extension. Mm-hmm. But but they made the playoffs win. Congratulations. How did they make the playoffs? They stopped asking him to throw. How is that lost on people? You do realize that win-loss record is not a quarterback statistic for a reason, right? You get that. I I could make the argument he wasn't in the top three of biggest reasons that Philadelphia was where they were last year and will 100% be the determining factor of where they go this year. Guaranteed. He's not a good thrower of the football, and that's never going to change. He's not. It's never going to change ever. How many quarterbacks had more passing yards last year than Jalen Hurts? 20. And, oh, and by the way, he played in 15 of 17 games. 25. Uh, 20. Okay. 22 had more more touchdowns. There were only seven that threw more interceptions. Hmm. That's a very bizarre stat. QBR, uh, a stat that we talk about on this show a lot because it's fair. Mm-hmm. He was the 19th. He's a league average quarterback. That's what he is. 
And now you're going into a year where this might be the best quarterback draft class I have ever seen before anybody plays a game. And I get that, that can there can be a great variance there. Yes. There are nine different quarterbacks that I could foreseeably see go in the first round next year. I don't see the a path that one of them doesn't go to the Philadelphia Eagles, and I don't really care what happens this year. I know what Jalen Hurts is. I know it unequivocally. I know exactly what you are. I can put a team around you that is really, really good. And you cannot turn the ball over, and you are a dynamic running threat, and you're a good leader. I can't put that same team around you at thirty-five to forty million dollars. Had you changed the name in the story, it would have made a lot of sense. Had to, had they been talking about Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson is sitting back, going, "Every day that I don't sign a deal, I make more money." Absolutely. But had they, you know, had they said this about Lamar Jackson? Nobody bats an eye. Jalen Hurts expected by some, apparently, to get between thirty-five and fifty million dollars a year is asinine. And, and even think about what you just said with Lamar Jackson. The Baltimore Ravens and the Philadelphia Eagles, no matter who you pull for, no matter what you feel about anything, are two of the ten smartest teams in the NFL, and that's not debatable. Mm-hmm. If you notice that neither one of them really seems to have much of an inclination to push the extension thing down the road, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. Guys that live by running the football, which Lamar and Jalen Hurts are, do not tend to age well in this league. They don't. And to hear this come from somebody quoting, my sources tell me. Hmm. It's funny because that literally flies right in the face of everything that has been told to me. (laughs) Jalen Hurts is going to have to take four steps forward for them not to be looking at their options this offseason. Mm-hmm. 30, even if it was $35 million. I don't care if it was 20. If it's $20 million you ever paid. Okay. I was going to say at $35 million, that puts him in the realm of Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson in pay. Insane. Insane. And I'm even going to use a bias stat here and just use the cap number. Let's say you do this and you protect yourself to the highest degree. You do not kick any money down the road. You know where $20 million would would put him in terms of cap number? He would be right around Derek Carr and Matt Ryan. No doubt both of those guys are exponentially better than he is. Absolutely. And Dak Prescott mm-hmm. and his deal gets it gets much bigger down the line. I was going to say, there's only two guys, uh, you know, according to the quarterback average of what they make per year. There's only two guys in that uh, group around $30 million that you look at and go, damn, that was a mistake. It's Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. You think the Philadelphia Eagles want to make that mistake again? No. And this is a team that doesn't do that. They do not make mistakes like that. Especially after they already made one with Carson Wentz. Don't think they're going to do it with Jalen Hurts. Really can't see that happening. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, we didn't think that uh, we could find the food combination that uh, was grosser than the ketchup popsicle, but Jeremy, I, I contend that I have found it. I still maintain this is not grosser. 
<laughs> and I, I contend that you are wrong about that. Martin House Brewing Company is going to be launching a new drink coming up next month. They are going to be holding uh, what they call Glizzy Fest at their brewery in Fort Worth, Texas, and they are going to be unveiling their new flavor of a seltzer. It's going to be a hard seltzer drink, and it's it's called Bun Length, and it's hot dog flavored seltzer water. Gross. I mean, that's don't get me wrong. That's absolutely disgusting. I mean, you can serve them both together. Now, here's my question: <laughs> Is it hot dog? It's a seltzer water, right? Yes. When I first read, I thought they said it was a beer. I guess now I hear seltzer and well, immediately all, think beer. It's a hard seltzer, so it's, well, that's it's got alcohol thing. in it. Well, it has alcohol in it. Yeah. It, automatically, automatically, you lose. It has alcohol in it. That's better than ketchup popsicle. Mm. I don't care if it was rubber tire uh, hard seltzer. <laughs> you beat ketchup popsicle. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, apparently, and if you're curious on what glizzy fest is all about, apparently that's a slang term for a hot dog. Glizzy. I had no idea. Never heard of that before. It's not it anymore. You it. just said it out loud, which means it is now no longer cool and it, it doesn't count anymore. It must be a Texas thing. I have no idea. But the bun length hot dog water seltzer ABV of 5.2% is going to be unveiled at Glizzy Fest coming up next month. Um, this is not the first time that they have delved into weird taste uh, or weird flavors for beverages at the brewery. Um, they also have a best made sour pickle beer. They have Murph juice, which is barbecue sauce flavored and Buffalo wings, which is Buffalo. That's gross. I'd drink that one. No, I would drink that. Stop that. And they even have a Christmas themed one named after or themed after Jeremy's favorite Christmas movie of all time. Elf awful which is uh, a brew a beer brewed with spaghetti syrup and m&ms oh <laughs> you buried the lead there that one is worse that's worse than hot dog water <laughs> often in this segment we say what don't do crimes don't do crimes elizabeth barrios 36 year old woman of elizabeth town pennsylvania she did crimes and this story literally it starts bad it gets worse, and then the capper is what just makes it awful. Oh. She drove her car to the Lancaster County lockup. It's never a good story when it starts with you're going to jail. I drove to jail. I'm going to jail voluntarily. She there it is. Yeah. That's the word. <laughs> she drove her car to the Lancaster County jail. She parked it on the opposite side of the fence that enclosed the yard okay. where the inmates get their recreation ah she then proceeded to get out of her car lay on the hood and take off her top oh allegedly she was doing this for one specific inmate that's a direct quote but there were plenty of inmates there it it caused a a a ruckus as as it would outside of a prison yeah and she was detained the, the the bad part and all of it's bad mm-hmm. the really bad is that she had her eight and 12 year old child in the back seat of the car while she's putting on a strip show on the hood of her car i want to know prison. how you explain that like what bobby what are we doing uh 
That is horrible parenting. I gotta, I gotta go do a thing. And now this is the capper. She has now been sentenced to up to a year in prison, no less than two months. Mm -hmm. Her defense attorney argued that she needed to not do jail time so she could take care of her children. Nope, you don't get that privilege anymore. Out. Seacrest yeah. out. You don't get to use that excuse. No. Once you're putting on shows on your hood of your car for prisoners, you uh, lost that privilege. I, I'm just, I'm completely, it, it is hard to render me speechless. I read through this entire story just going, I, it can't get worse than that. Mm-hmm. And then it did. And then it did. And then it did again. And then it did again. Oh, no. Eight and 12-year-old kids at the back of the car. While you're going Tawny Katayan outside of a prison. Oh, okay. Here you go. I just happen to have this pulled up. We'll compare worst parent stories. It can't get much worse than that other one. This one. Do you know what Weibo is? It's like a social media. It's I guess it's China. It's China's YouTube. Uh, I did. Yeah, I actually did know that. So a guy has gone viral on Weibo after he was trying to help his kid get better at math kid was struggling in math class and so he decided he was going to devote his time the every possible second he could to teaching his son how to to math how to get better at math and apparently he kept the kid up for weeks and weeks and weeks tutoring him till midnight some nights for his math test the reason this video has gone viral is because he was caught on camera by his wife crying and says he's no longer helping his son ever again the kid apparently took a math test after these weeks and weeks and weeks of tutoring he scored a six out of a hundred questions he got six questions correct on the test the dad was so distraught he was crying and in the video he says that's it i'm done he could struggle on his own let me get let, let me get this straight you're wanting to compare <laughs> bad parental skills. Look, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't just leave your of, kid up to of the, his own devices. Of the guy that was trying to help his child do his math homework. The girl in my story went full white snake video oh. outside of a penitentiary. <laughs> I win. You do win. You do by win. a lot. Holy cow! Six. That's that's hard to do. Uh, it is time for Chew On That here on ESPN. Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Caleb Peak with today's feature brought to you by Ingalls Supermarkets. Third night in a row with a standing ovation. Takes some time to get into the batter's box and let it wash over him. Now he steps back up. So in the prime of his career, have you ever seen something like this? No, definitely not. You know, it is remarkable.
Here we are in the final week of June, headed toward the doldrums of summer and what a baseball fan should consider to be the prime time point of the MLB season. I'm Caleb Peak. This is Chew on That, brought to you by Ingalls Markets. Low prices, love the savings. And from now through early August, Major League Baseball will have no other major sports leagues to compete with. The All-Star break is coming. The Yankees just got no hit for the first time in 19 years, only the second time since 19. 1958, by the way, and we just saw one of the wildest on-field brawls in years between the Angels and Mariners that almost reached the level of Harper versus Strickland, Rodriguez versus Veritek, or dare I say it, Ryan versus Ventura. I mean, come on, you know it's intense when an inactive pitcher breaks his elbow just trying to jump into the melee. And still, the top story on the baseball world's collective mind today involves a fired agent. And his name isn't even Scott Boris. Before a couple of days ago, if you weren't a regular subscriber to Forbes magazine or a diehard fan of University of Michigan baseball, you probably had never heard the name Casey Close. Or maybe you had heard of him since his success as a pro baseball agent has been tied to the otherworldly riches of some of MLB's best-known names like Derek Jeter, Clayton Kershaw, the ultimate challenge, and Zach Greinke. Not to mention former standouts like Josh Hamilton and Kenny Lofton. Depending on who you ask, Close is sporting a net worth that hovers somewhere in the range of $1.2 billion. And up until yesterday, he could still count on Atlanta Brave-turned-miserable L.A. Dodger Freddie Freeman to further line his silk pockets. That's all come to an end now, according to multiple sources, including ESPN. And the thing that's most striking to me is how quickly one agency, more specifically one man, can turn on a dime from being recognized as one of the best player advocates in the game today to becoming a cautionary tale virtually over the span of no more than several hours. And the thing is, it's not entirely his fault. As far back as 2014, Casey Close was widely regarded as an agent that you, as a professional baseball player, want on your side. In March of that year, USA Today's Bob Nightingale quoted Derek Jeter with these words of praise for Close. Casey understands he has a job to do, and it's not about him. It's about doing what's best for his clients, end quote. And Jeter should speak pretty highly of his agent. Close represented the captain for the entirety of his MLB career, generating $253 million in total earnings for number two and helping cement his legacy as one of the greatest men to ever don the pinstripes. Close has been able to engineer some high-profile, high-stakes extensions over his time as an agent, and he's done it in a way that doesn't generate wall-to-wall negative headlines, like the aforementioned Mr. Boris. But when word got out that Freddie Freeman had fired Casey Close, and by extension his agency Excel Sports Management, it was clear to see that Atlanta's favorite adopted son was feeling the effects of an ancient platitude that never really seems to hit home until it's far too late. Be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. Because watching Freddie over Atlanta's three-game stand against the Dodgers last weekend, it's obvious that his breakup with the Braves was anything but mutual. Four standing ovations over the course of those three games. And I've never seen that many tears cried by a professional athlete just because he returned to the particular city that let him go. Freddie Freeman loves the 404, and the 404 loves him, something that wasn't lost on Clayton Kershaw with his comment that, I just hope we're not second fiddle to Freddie. 
If there was this much love between the Atlanta Braves and Freddie Freeman, why did Casey Close think he had the green light to hit Alex Anthopoulos with a one-hour ultimatum? AA presented a more than reasonable offer to the Freeman camp, coming as high as $140 bucks for Freddie to retire an Atlanta Brave. And Casey Close, on behalf of Freddie Freeman, told him to kick rocks. Now the facts are becoming clear by the day. Freddie's unhappy in his current situation. He's lost the club that raised him. And the new contract he signed in L.A. for 162 mil will likely work out to be less lucrative than Atlanta's offer after California state taxes are applied. History is full of Pyrrhic victories, just like this one. The hero gets exactly what he asked for, and it turns out to be the one thing that bites him on the cheeks. Freddie wanted more money, and he got more money, while forever abandoning the organization he had a major hand in rebuilding. It's worth noting that Excel Sports Management also represents Dansby Swanson, who will be up for free agency at the end of this season. Will he be pressured into asking for a $30 million raise to keep playing his home games at Truist Park? If so, Rest assured that Alex Anthopoulos will not pay it. My only question for these guys is this. What's a legacy worth? Is it really that beneficial for you to make yourself for sale to the highest bidder when your home base already views you as a deity? And do you have an agent who understands that they work for you and your desires, not the other way around? Because as great as Freddie Freeman was slash is, he's now a giant flashing warning sign because he allowed his agent to dictate the terms of a deal he wasn't ready for. And now the damage is permanent. Be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. I'm Caleb Peek. That's something that you want. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. At Ingalls, we know that big dreams don't always make it to the big leagues. But we also know that baseball, it's family. It's about building character. And as sure as there'll be some stumbles on that journey from first to home, We'll be right there, cheering you on. This is baseball, and this is who we are. Ingles, we're with you every step of the way. Dirty, perky, shark, and back flat! I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! Shark, and back flat! Let the hate flow through you. You remember the name Imoni Bates? He was supposed to be the next LeBron James. Yeah. And then things just got weird. He committed to Michigan State because, well, that was the hometown school. And they were the first one to really show interest in me. And then he strangely reopened his recruitment and went to Memphis. Goes to Memphis, hurts his back, has to go home to see a specialist because apparently they don't have anybody in Memphis that can examine the kid's back. Comes back and is borderline awful. Well, we now know where he's going to land next. He will be going to play for the Eastern Michigan, who cares, that went 10-21 and 21 in the MAC last year. I'm going to say something that probably won't be real popular. There are times in this NIL world that I can look at a kid and the way they treat their recruitment and go, that's not going to work. And this is one of them. 
I said this as the recruiting process went on, and now through a year and a half, I still can't really peg where this kid's head's at. We thought he would do the G League thing. We thought he would go play at a big school. Louisville has been sitting around waiting for him to commit to there, and now he goes to Eastern Michigan. If that's the best case for you, I, I get it. You do what you want to do. However, I will say there's a kid that just got drafted to the Golden State Warriors named Patrick Baldwin Jr. He was also a can't-miss, no-doubt lottery pick. And he went to play at Milwaukee for his father. Uh, he got his father fired and not only fell out of the lottery, almost fell out of the first round. I can't really explain why these things happen, but every time they do, I go, that's a kid I don't want to touch. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you get your head right. Hopefully Eastern Michigan's good for you, but you'll break a long-standing trend of kids that go to these small schools and are never heard from again. I'm mad. Eastern Michigan. My, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, he was supposed to be the next big thing in basketball. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. This is the this is the dirty side of the NIL rivals.com ESPN 300 world. If you had never heard the name of Monty Bates before he came to Memphis, he'd have been fine. Mm-hmm. First three games he played, he had he scored over 15 points in all three of them. If he had not been labeled the next LeBron James, you'd have gone, hey, that kid's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Then he would have gotten hurt, come back. Ah, you know what? We have high expectations for him next year. Hopefully he stays healthy. The problem is that he, and I don't feel like this is spicy because I think we all know it, chased the money to Memphis. As well. There's more money in a Penny Hardaway pro- program than there is at Michigan State. Right. If you don't believe me, Google it. A- and now you're in this vicious cycle, and these things almost never turn out right. That's the downside of worrying about where a kid ranks when they're 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Andrew Wiggins, yeah, he's on line one. He'd like to talk. Yeah. Excised expectations have been... I mean, that's, that's been the one thing that has uh, has been a constant in the basketball world. And, and that's a problem with this that I, I've said since this NIL thing came up. The more you do this, the more they're going to try to hype kids earlier and earlier and earlier. We're mm-hmm. offering kids at this point in the seventh grade. Right. That's going to have some negative repercussions. And this, I'm a, my fear is that this kid is going to be the poster child of – excised expectations you never lived up to it and you wind up long suffering in the euro league right you go to the nba you watch it and i'll be honest with you i watched him at memphis it was very obvious in the i think he played 18 games it was super obvious he had been the best player on every court he had ever stepped foot on he never developed a real game he's hyper athletic Mm -hmm. and he's talented the problem is he doesn't have a real game he doesn't know what to do when he gets double teamed. He doesn't have a go-to move. We need a basket. Ball's in my hand. What am I going to do? For years, all I did was take three dribbles, run, dribble around a guy, and dunk. Mm-hmm. You can't do that at the college basketball level. Now you're going to a place where, oh, weird, you're going to be the most talented player on every floor you play on. I'm sure that's going to develop your game. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, and yeah, I, I mean, like I said, it's. I I think that's still one of the things that the people you know hold against LeBron James, is the, the haters of LeBron James. He was 
always hyped to be the next Michael Jordan. But he was that guy. Of course he was. He, and that's the. But if, I think that's Le- what people hold against him is that he lived up to the expectation, and now and, and nobody knows what to do with that. But that was a different world. You didn't have high school basketball games between two mid twenties teams on ESPN at True. four o'clock on a Thursday. True. Now we're in this world where we see all of these kids. And then they get to school and they have these ridiculous expectations. That's the negative side of this. Mm-hmm. That's what people like me tried to say from the get-go. Be careful what you ask for. You might just get it. And there's a story out from Miami now, and the, the kid has denied this. Everybody has denied this, but nobody is really wanting to elaborate. The, the quarterback, I can't remember the kid's name off the top of my head. It's a four-star quarterback just signed with Miami. There's a rumor that he signed a $9.5 million NIL deal. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if that's true. You can deny it until the end of time. That story will still be out there. So if you come to Miami and you're bad, mm-hmm. uh, Tate Martell called. I- I've read this book. I see. Oh, yeah. I've seen how it ends. Wow, Tate Martell. That's that's taking you back. Same school. It's unfortunate, mm-hmm. and it's the part that's never talked about. Yep. Uh, well. We're out of time for today. We'll be back here tomorrow at 3 o'clock right here on ESPN Asheville where we'll talk about the next wide receivers to get paid in the NFL. We'll probably have some basketball news as well with the free agency period opening up. Um, and we'll have two more team previews for you as we continue our countdown to NFL training camps. We'll see you tomorrow right here in the Ingles studio.